Hello. Hey, man. How you doing? I am great. All right. Hey, how are you? Thank fantastic. you. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. And how am I and who are you? Oh, great question. <laughs> um, you are good, and I'm Kwaku, and you are? Ato, and this is Radio Zamunda The. Dope. Shit. Yes. This is like 80 episodes, and you still are thrown off by... <laughs> by I know. I'm, you're always no. like, wait, who? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but you asked, that, you asked that in a weird way. You're like, how yeah. am I, and who are you? And I yeah. was like, whoa. Wait a minute. Am I patting my head and rubbing my belly? What's I know, I know, I know. You should just start just fucking with me and just doing it on purpose. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Like, just do it every... Who are you? Who, who are you? Who's on first and who are you? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You'd be like, oh, dab, dab. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, and there we go. Yes. So... <laughs> anyway. Um, I think, well, I know that today mm-hmm. you are bringing in the dope shit. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing in some dope shit, and uh, you know it's it's always funny where we, we we talk as if they can't read and they don't know who the guest, the name of the guest is, and so it's funny you know because I, mean? I I always thought we were like doing this suspended, where you know because sometimes it's rare that we do these intros yeah. before the interviews. Right, right, right. But right. for the sake of the listener, I always thought we were doing it to make it sound like we were doing it before the interview. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, wow, we just we looked. We now we know who the the Wizard of Oz is. Gosh, you know, I just I just assumed that's what we were doing. I thought yeah. we were doing this like, oh, and there's a flow to it. Yeah, um, no, no, it, it it is. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, so yeah. then we're not going to say who the person is because we're going to wait for the reveal. Is that what <laughs> yeah, we're doing? I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? We've done it in the past. We've gone back and forth. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't. That's the thing. There's no wrong with this. No, no, it, it's because not. we are literally making it up as we go along. Exactly. So, you know, if today we're going to be like, well, we don't know who it is. It's the mystery guest. If yeah. you haven't read it, right? Um, you, that's who it is. Okay. So, so shit. That's an intro. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. All right. All right. Here we go. Peace. Peace. <laughs> anyway, who are you, dude? <laughs> Late, as usual. My name oh, is Kwaku, yeah, and yeah. who are you? I'm Atu, and this is Radio Zamunda The. Dope. Shit. Yes. What? Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, I love it. I love it when people that who have actually listened to the show actually get to come on the show because then they don't <laughs> seem shocked when we do this thing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, who am I? Blessed to have sitting next to me on my couch in Brooklyn, but the amazing Liz Fisher finally. Liz, oh my God, Fisher! You can't see me right Liz? now, but I'm totally blushing. Yes, she is. <laughs> I yes, can't see you is. now, and you are <laughs> blushing. But you mean other people can't yeah, see yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can like see that. me. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Liz. I don't think I, I don't think I've seen you for like two years. Has it been two it's, years? It's been since South by. That's the last time I saw yeah. you. Wow. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm just really happy because Otto just keeps because I don't know who it's gonna be. I'm always so, I'm always so excited. But you, you know, know Liz Fisher. I do know you Liz are familiar Fisher. with Liz Fisher. 
and her work. Yes. <laughs> so you don't even and have to guess. No, that's what I'm saying. You take the guessing out by bringing on because it's all hush hush. We never know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it's great. Ato freaks me. It gets me excited by bringing on people that I've met through him. And I get Otto excited by bringing on people that he's never met that are tied to people that he loves. Yeah. Right. I like I it. I think that's the formula. <laughs> that's, it's a good formula. Of it, like it works. Exploring yeah. relationships and connections. I think so. I think so. That is, well, that, that is actually better put than any way we've ever described I it. Think, Otto and I. I think Liz should do this now <laughs> instead yes, of us. Yes, she should. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's a great right. segue Thank you. Into how this stuff starts. <laughs> there we go. Right. So uh, my friend Liz, who I've known for how long we known each other? Like four years? Uh, longer. longer. Six years. Six years. A little longer than that, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I met her six years ago. I was doing a show called Elementary. And mm-hmm. Liz was, you were, you were ADing on that? I was. At the time? Running first team as a part of the assistant director department. Yes. And Liz was my my first contact on the show. She's a lovely human being. And we hit Amazing. it off like right off the bat. I was like, Liz, you're freaking awesome. And you were just telling me where to go and stand and all that stuff. And it was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and Otto was absolutely like one of the best people to to work with and to manage on a set he'd come to set and you know usually there's like you know you put on like your little hey i'm elizabeth you know here's my phone number if you need anything at all like do you want breakfast blah 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 and he would always come and he'd you know he'd have to sit around a lot for you know a couple hours here and there we'd just bring him in early just in case and he'd end up having a lot of wait time Mm -hmm. and uh i'd always Mm -hmm be checking on him and he'd be like no it's cool i'm just gonna if you can just give me like a 15 minute heads up i'm just gonna you know meditate in here maybe do a little yoga yeah I'm like all right cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah the amazing the amazing thing about this is that i've had the uh, distinct pleasure of getting to interact with both of you and you're both equally lovely ah, <laughs> in the ways yes. that you described and more yes you know um, and I actually, I feel like Elizabeth, I owe you a debt of gratitude because if you hadn't introduced Otto to uh, Miss Velvet, then we wouldn't have had that. We, we wouldn't have done this thing where we went down to Austin to go re- like interview right. people. And that was kind of, that was kind of foundational to this podcast. That was like oh, the second right. trip yeah. that we took because the first one was LA and we did a bunch of people there and then we went to Austin and, and that was really fantastic right so. i forgot about that because liz like so our friendship developed over a few a, a number of episodes that i did and um um and then liz kept telling and liz, you kept telling me about your cousin yeah. oh my cousin my cousin miss velvet my cousin miss velvet and you know most people who say my cousin mm-hmm. does something you're like okay, okay <laughs> right yeah but liz i already like started to respect as an artist so i'm like oh she and she's really like this is my cousin's dope. My cousin's dope. Right. And so right. you sent me like one or two like videos of her yeah. and I was like, awesome. And then by the time, um, and I'm jumping a little bit in our uh, origin story, I'm going to come back. Yep. Uh, by the yep. time I was shooting vinyl, you were like, Oh, miss come through. Miss velvet is shooting at the same, uh, uh, studio that, uh, miss, uh, that you guys are shooting, uh, vinyl at. And I was like, okay, cool. And I rolled through 
And that's when I met the whole band and Miss Velvet and she started singing and just like blew the mic apart. And I was like, what the f- this skinny ass <laughs> white chick is yep, blowing. You can say Those, I'm yes, sorry. We all have that. Re- same it was thing. Great. We all have that reaction. Uh, yeah. My recollection is that he, you know, he was, we we'd bonded over kind of similar music tastes yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and vibes and things like that. And, so I, you know, I was really excited. My cousin was recording and, you know, this was like her first like really exciting mm-hmm. demo that she was recording mm-hmm. and vinyl was shooting right downstairs. And I was like, dude, you got to come upstairs to like, just come check it out. It'll yeah. be really fun. Yeah. And he told me after he was like, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I was like expecting to come in and hear some like really beautiful, like jewel type shit. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 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 no disrespect, but that's what I was thinking. And like he can't, he comes in and he sits down and she's we're like playing back, I think, summertime. Yeah. And uh Jeez. he's sitting there and you know, it's like the musical part in the beginning, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden she starts singing and he just like drop jaw drops. <laughs> and he yeah. like sat like that the rest of the time. And he was like blown away and immediately was listing off like her idols like Robert Plant and yeah. Janis Joplin and yes. mm-hmm. yeah it was, uh, it was cool it was, it was awesome to see like the immediate connection that I thought was going to be there yeah you're you're yeah. a genius on that level definitely because I yeah I fell in love with everybody in that room at just in the moment I was like yep. damn <laughs> and then a week later it's like dude you've got to come see this this, this girl yeah, she, you've got it I, I mean I, I have some songs but it's not really what she does yeah. You need to you need to come see She's this. You need to monster. see this happen. This is amazing. And then and then seeing her perform, and then you're like, oh, and then she can perform on top of forget about it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, but the the other way I connected with Liz is that Liz is a consummate, incredible photographer, um, and I follow you on Instagram, and you sent me stuff that you've taken. And Liz is, I, I think, all our guests are. A little bit, especially you too, Kwaku. You like way on the humble. You know what I mean? Like way on the humble ass motherfuckers. Like, no, nah, you know, I do a little music, or no, no, no. You know, I take some pictures here and there. But like Liz, man, like her stuff is like her eye, and and the stuff that you've done a lot with um, uh, uh, the the uh, protests, following protests, and so forth. The mm. pictures that she gets and the stories that she's able to tell with those. Um, are just striking. The stuff she 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 also you know follows Miss Velvet around and and does a lot of video and film with them and right. the the pictures she takes are those are are so dynamic and so absolutely striking. Every single one of them. Um, it's it's a pleasure to know. And so I've always told Liz and, and I said it right before we came on. I will follow Liz around and be her assistant <laughs> and get her coffee if she teaches me how to use cameras. Like, I've told her that a million times. It's funny that you mention this because I, I'm i more familiar with Liz as, as far as watching her process mm. Mm. and less about her work because that's how I met her. You know, I met you in Austin and I yeah. just watched how, you know, if, you, if you've done anything creative, there's been something where you need to do, like, press shots, you need to do a video, or you need to do photos or something like that. And it can either, it, the experience can range from being super annoying and painful to super organic and blissful. Mm. And, and Liz does this thing where she sort of, like, finds these, like, um, 
these little like crevices where you can be yourself, but she can still document you. Mm-hmm. So, so I would watch her set up for shots. Mm-hmm. You know, so you'll be talking, and it's really casual. You'll be talking, and she'll be like, oh, excuse me for a minute. And then she'll find this little place to go, like, sort of wedge herself in. <coughs> and then you're like, well, what is she? Does she have to use the bathroom? I don't know what's going on. Because she's in, the, like, she'll, like, make herself feel almost uncomfortable to make sure she's capturing an artist in their natural mm. or comfortable state. I Typically, I am uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, you know? I think that there there is, in the process, there is often some discomfort. Mm. Which, right. But I think that that's, I, I, I'd rather own that discomfort mm-hmm. and allow that to, be present in whatever way it needs to be to move past it and and for everyone to fall into a, a sort of sense of comfortability right right is right. is there something like um in in my sort of uh, i guess machinations trying to like take pictures and like trying to emulate liz in some way <laughs> shape or form right i'm like like i can't get past the somebody knows I'm taking a picture of them. Like you do, a, you do, a, I feel like a, a lot of, um, uh, what would I call that? Like you do set up shots where the person obviously like Miss Velvet knows, or I know you've taken pictures. Of me. She's got a great picture of me. I forgot on Instagram. Uh, I anyway. saw that one. Yeah. The that, topless one. Yeah. It's dope. Very it's scandalous hot. kids. It's hot, if, it's, if you're into, if ladies, if you're listening, ladies, <laughs> yes. and, uh, and you like the pictures and of gentlemen. Yeah, and, and, and gentlemen too. Hey, listen, boys. it's inclusive. <laughs> yeah. If you're into the tall, dark, and handsome with no shirt on, two things. One, it's not going to be me. And two, Liz has this amazing shot of Otto, which is, it's almost like 90s-esque in a way. It almost reminded me of like one of those cool like like portraits that you would see like Danny Clinch do Uh of artists. Uh It also reminds me of like, like it also is like 70s-ish to me as well, like like late 60s, 70s-ish as well to me. But anyway... Uh, Which I is what the '90s was ripping off. Yes, you know. So I look awesome. Exactly right. I look awesome. So <laughs> bottom line, remember the modesty thing line. we were talking about. Exactly. He looks great in this photo. I look good. <laughs> but back to my my question. Um, you you mentioned like your discomfort or like a natural discomfort. Um, is that from sort of being in like some way in people's faces or l- like feeling bad that you're taking perhaps a private moment of somebody who is unaware that you're taking pictures? Um, sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly I, I, there's different sort of settings where my photography happens. Right. And uh, I guess I've been taking photographs since I was fairly young. I was mm-hmm. probably... 12 when I took my first photography mm. class at like camp. Oh, okay, okay. And got really interested in it. And then, you know, that kind of builds and I made pictures in different ways too. And I was a painter mm. all through high school. I was very studious with I oil painting. You told me that, yes. And that was really kind of what I dove into, mm-hmm. like in my earlier years of, of arts. And it was like very powerful for me to have that you know, form of expression. Mm. And that was really what I kind of dove into. And I think that's where I got my sense of, you know, understanding light and was by painting. And Mm -hmm. I did, my dad was a painter. Mm -hmm. And so he would take me, he started taking me to classes where I would paint with him for, you know, two or three hours a night at these like live nude studio painting classes. Mm. And so I did that for, you know, all throughout high school, starting when I was like 13 and then all throughout high school. Um, and that I think sort of develops your sense and 
you know, you kind of, in that environment, you kind of get over uh-huh. certain aspects of right. discomfort, like mm-hmm. being in front of, you know, live nude people right. next to my dad and things <laughs> like that, you know. That. When and, you're 13. Yeah, right. And being, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, and like being able to kind of move past that and, and be in the moment and, and, you know, studying the body and studying the light and studying the room and, you know, figuring out how you're going to come away with, you know, a picture mm-hmm. ultimately. Right. Um, right. So but I think that, that was really good though. training for kind of where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as with photography, a lot of my personal photography is street photography. Mm-hmm. And I started getting really into that when I was actually working in production. Right. And wasn't feeling very creative mm-hmm. in that environment, mm-hmm. even though like working in production and working in film is one of like the most awesome experiences because you are in this creative melting pot with mm-hmm. all these, you know, moving parts. Mm-hmm. But being working in assistant director department, you're you're really kind of managing right. people. And it's it's mm. more about like being creative with talking to people mm-hmm. versus actually being creative. Mm-hmm. Um but so I would I started to really get into taking photos, you know, in every location we went to, I would try and take a black and white picture mm-hmm. somewhere in New York. And so I started this like Instagram series. It was New York in black and white. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> and I got really super into that. Uh-huh. And um, and that kind of really pushed me back to like thinking that maybe that's what I should be doing. Mm. Um, yeah. And so then, you know, eventually I finally left you know, working in production. And I was like, I'm just going to concentrate on photography and just do that. So I started shooting more for Miyasha, my cousin, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. And I love shooting music. I'd done it for a couple other bands. Um, I shot for Deer Tick in Providence for a while. Oh, wow, cool. Wow. Um, and then, so, but shooting for my cousin was kind of like a different experience because obviously I'm fairly comfortable around her. Sure. and. So that made it a lot more comfortable for me around these other people, even though it was sort of a new exploration for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I was able to feel comfortable in that environment very quickly. Ah. Um, so, so then take me back. Um, so you, you, you started painting and that led you to photography. But was that something that did you how did you gravitate towards painting? Was that something that you just wanted to do or? Uh, well, I, w- I went to a prep school mm-hmm. up until sixth grade. Okay. And it was like a very rigorous uh, prep school in D.C. Okay. And it did not really fit me very well at all. Right. Um, my learning style was very different right. than that environment typically is. Uh, and my parents kind of recognized that, that it was like a very difficult experience for me and I was not very happy. Mm-hmm. And they moved me to a Waldorf school which is mm-hmm. oh, um, what is that why, why do I know that it's it's a German based um, ideology uh-huh. and it's very much uh, creative oriented yeah um, so there's you know they try to incorporate creativity in every aspect of learning right wasn't there I guess we had that did something like that, that? went to a Waldorf school yeah. something I, or I know someone's referenced it right. and I've heard about them I've heard that they're very uh, in addition to be to being based in creativity, mm-hmm. uh, there's a huge focus on things being natural. There's a limited amount of technology that's used. 
Um, it's it's a really distinct approach to teaching, which is which I, I don't know which guest. I know I know what you're thinking. I don't remember right. which guest it was, but um, I actually have a few friends who've gone to Waldorf schools, and the nice thing about them is that they're always the, the people I meet from Waldorf schools always have a, a slightly different lean or perspective mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to looking at things. Right, and I think that's a product of that sort of educational experience. Right, and is it something like uh, like the student kind of makes their own curriculum in a way or is it just sort of like an organic sort of journey to find what you want to do if that's what it is it is it is sort of organic in certain ways um it's so there is a curriculum but it's sort of it's very small class sizes we had uh, between 20 and 30 people max at any time mm-hmm. i think we mm. we grad when we graduated we were only 18 wow um so you say twenty to thirty. You mean do you mean twenty to thirty in a class or twenty to thirty within a whole grade? In the grade, Dang. and it was just yeah, one class. Small. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Wow. So it's a very wow. um, yeah. So it's a very unique kind of experience. You you have like your class, and that's right. it. That's that's right. the grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and you from from first through eighth grade, it's the same teacher. So you have like your oh, homeroom. they cycle up with you, uh-huh. right? So it's. It's your homeroom teacher is the same, and it's like your they structure it. The first class every day is main lesson, and it's usually it's like a two hour long lecture, and they do blocks of study. So mm-hmm. it'd be like every month your main lesson would be on one subject, mm-hmm. um, right. and then you switch to another, and then you have you know other classes. A lot of those other classes are creative classes. You know, they'd be certain types of art or woodworking or, you know, pottery, oh. um, leather work, uh, wow. basket weaving, you know, well, a lot sounds... of really cool stuff. Yeah. And then you said you said your learning style was more sort of cotton to that better than, I guess, regular public school or the, yeah. uh, the prep school you were going to. Yeah, yeah. And is it was like a less less structure or was it like, like that? It was just like, I think it was like certainly less structure, but more right. a different type of structure. And, uh-huh. you know, like we didn't really have a lot of homework. Um, our homework mostly was we would write we would have to write a summary of our main lesson. Uh-huh. And it mm. had to be handwritten on unlined paper. So oh. you'd have like a liner to put under your paper. Yeah. And sometimes you'd be instructed to do certain drawings to accompany that. Um, oh, wow. Things like that, yeah. That's fascinating. Uh, you know me. I mean, education is sort of fascinating to me, too, like the way yeah. people learn things, not just sort of institutionally, but like what people gravitate towards as how they learn how to do things. So uh, I'm sure that's that's part and parcel to the stuff that you do now is what, how that developed, where somebody else might have gone to a quote-unquote normal or regular standardized school here and gotten a different experience or maybe the same but i I find that fascinating how people start off doing the things they do you know Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and one it's it's funny because we recently recently this i mean there's no time when it comes to these things because we sometimes record them and release them later but we're having a conversation with uh this guy that otto is really good friends with and I like to consider myself friends with them as well, KJ. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about their process of working together on things. And there's this whole piece about experimentation and failure and sort of like um, sort of looking at things that you've done wrong and using that to empower the next thing that you do. Right. And it feels like 
with what you've described, that's fundamental to that process. Even the way you were talking about um, the sort of uh, catalog, not even cataloging, but the sort of reflection piece that was associated with learning that that you guys would have to do instead of homework, mm-hmm. where you're sort of mm-hmm. writing a summary of what you've done, but online with no paper. So how are you figuring that out? How are you making that something that, you know, because there's this part of us that wants something to look neat mm-hmm. or to look legible, mm-hmm. right. but there are no lines. So there's a piece there where I'm sure there was something, there was a reason why they wanted you to use no lines. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it feels like even with things like leather making or woodworking or all of that, there's a lot of that sort of experiential and apprenticeship type of learning that takes place. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, there's certainly like a sort of sensory learning aspect mm. to that mm-hmm. as well, which yep. I think is, is very interesting. Mm. Um, and we did, there's a movement class there called Eurythmy, which is based on the shapes that uh, sort of the sound waves of words make. So each, each, huh. each letter is sort of translated into a form or like a shape in this Eurythmy class. Right. And so, you know, there would be this movement that's based on, you know, shapes and sound, or, you know, the shapes of sounds, which was really interesting. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Wait, did you make up the sounds or the shapes? No, it's it's sort of like, it's like this dance alphabet, basically. But you would practice this, you know, as sort of like these movement series uh, that are based on sort of sh- the shapes of sounds, right? Which is kind of interesting. See, that's all fascinating to me because, again, uh, y- you know, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going so deep into your like elementary right. Let's school. Go. Tell us, a, let's dive tell us in. about ninth grade. <laughs> let's dive in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just find what was homecoming I, like? I, okay, go again, ahead. having sorry. like the, the different. You know, I, you and I have talked about this a lot. Is you know, we're there, there's this sort of like construct that we've all grown up under and I think yeah. you and I grew yep. up if we're just talking about uh, institutionally um, educationally right and there's yep. this way we look at what education should look like and what I'm talking about education is just learning how to do things it's like mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to uh, diverge just for a second it's like the the it's insane that we don't sort of value education in our I feel like we don't on a level that we should because it's kind of like you can't do anything without a teacher having taught you how to do it do you know what I mean so like Mm. beyond anybody on the planet like the teacher and maybe mothers are like right are like the first thing that you get to do anything. And so like having a a, a different ways of learning and having that appreciation of learning and being taught is something that I think is, I I will always glom onto that because I I think I had a great education or whatever I had. I, I was lucky enough to go to good public schools and so forth, but like to hear that there are other ways to learn and then to become a Liz Fisher is like right that's that's what I go okay yeah there's so many different options out there and we're all stuck in this one little system and if we value the because essentially the the people that we are making coming out of these institutions are going to help us societally in some way shape or form um and so that that that's just my like PSA for the moment sorry (laughs) <laughs> no, that's I think I think that's great, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back. Yeah, yeah. You're, uh, and and um, by you were talking about the the sort of dance alphabet, it reminds me. Have you guys heard about this? It's like a music synesthesia. Yeah, this, this yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 
what you what you're describing sounds really similar to that. The idea that you know certain musicians, when they hear notes, they see colors. Right. Yeah. And so while us normal plebes are like, all right, well, great, I hear this note, and I want something that sounds good with it. They're thinking about composing a song in terms of of uh, of putting together a color scheme. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, it sounds like a very similar process with that dance piece where I, I don't know what kind of activities you guys were doing, but the idea of if you're using certain phrases, how would those phrases flow physically? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and creating those intersections between these two things that normally would not normally uh, wouldn't normally connect. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I think probably <coughs> ties into a lot of, of maybe your process as a photographer and which whether you realize it or not, and you, I'm sure you do since you brought it up, is a big part of the, w- the reason you do what you do so well. Mm. Mm. I think that there's um, my correlation. So I, on, on top of being a painter, I also played golf competitively uh, growing up. Did I know this? Wow. And, <laughs> and I think there's an interesting correlation there that I have always seen um, being that golf is a very kind of visual sport in, mm-hmm. in that you mm-hmm. have to sort of like visualize things a lot. Mm-hmm. It's also a very mechanical sport. Um, there's, you know, when you really get into it and you really, you know, try and train and, and do all these things, there's very specific, you know, mechanical processes to, to get, you know, to your impact position being something that's going to achieve a really powerful shot mm-hmm. um, right and i think studying that studying sort of the mechanics of golf um i i see a lot of similarities to sort of that idea as with photography in that mm. it is like a photography is a very kind of mechanical thing like you're using this camera that's got all these intricate mechanical systems mm-hmm. to achieve these pictures um, mm-hmm. But in the same way with golf, like yeah, there are these very mechanical things going on. Right. But if that's what you're thinking about, like you're probably not going to hit a great shot. And yeah. you're probably not going to take the best photo. You know, like if you're right, if you're locked in on the, this like mechanical, uh, all of the mechanical little bits of the camera. And, right. And right. it makes it harder to really be focused on the image. Yeah. And I think that, that that's great. First of all, um, I never believed in golf until I tried to like play with a bunch of friends, and then it's I, hard. It's that that I knew it was hard, <laughs> and I wasn't sure why I was on this big open field and it's hot. I mean, the beers helped, but um, I remember when <laughs> my friend, my friends were all like great golfers or whatever, and I was just kind of coming along for the ride, and I hit one, and I don't know where it went, but that was awesome yeah. it was awesome <laughs> and um and the only reason i'm saying this is because you know they were telling they were giving me pointers on how to stand and where to put my shoulders and this and that and the other thing and like thinking through all of that was you know is never going to help me i have to do something a hundred yeah. million times before i stop thinking about it. it's just like trying to play guitar or anything there's there's right. that there's that moment where you've done it enough and you've dedicated yourself enough to it that it's like well liz just picks up a camera it's already set the way she wants to, or she can come into a room 
see the room, feel the light, whatever, and know what lens or whatever f-stop she wants to put on it and click, click, click. Whereas somebody like me is like, uh, what did I know about the depth of field? The depth of, uh, the, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And so like right. the, the other thing is right. what I love about what, we, what we're always talking about is that, that, that the work it takes to get to where then you can forget about all your techniques yes. and then the art yes. starts to really come out. But you have to sort of like in some way drill that technique into yourself before yep. you can forget about it. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's, 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 uh, it's like, it, you just like the Zen of golf does kind of yeah. thing, you know, you know, huh. it, it yeah. ultimately it's, it, I think in both cases, it's muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like you build in golf, you do all these drills and things forever mm-hmm. to build muscle memory. It's like you'll, right. I, I would, I used to spend, you know, an hour, two hours a day on the range hitting shots that where I'm not lift, you know, taking the club back more than a foot. Jeez. And I would just do that for an hour yeah. and just do these yeah. like little punch shots right. for, for an hour or two hours. And like, it's just to build the muscle memory of like that specific section of the swing. Mm. You know, right. so that then when you're going out on the course and you're hitting full shots, like you hopefully have retained some of that muscle memory. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, and I think that's kind of, you know, with, with photography, again, it's like it is a very complex mechanical thing to achieve, you know, a photograph mm-hmm. um, that's properly exposed or that's, you know, framed in a way that the image mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, mm-hmm or has meaning. Um, and right. ultimately I feel, you know, like the camera is just a tool. And like a lot of people talk about sort of, you know, Oh, the best cameras and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like there are amazing different types of cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately like the camera is just one tool for mm-hmm. making these images. Mm-hmm. There's many different kinds mm-hmm. and you know, they produce different types of images. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But it's really about kind of like getting to a point where you're not thinking about the camera so much and you're really more concentrated on the, the picture right. and the image and kind of the moment or the meaning behind that image or why you snapped at that moment, mm. you know, sort of like you, the you decisive raised, moment. Right, right. You raise an amazing point because, Otto, first of all, the way you describe that, like the idea of... Um, of like you were, the comparison you made with golf to um, photography, mm. I think that was a better way of describing what I was trying to paint as Liz's project mm. of like walking into the room and seeing these things. Uh-huh. Like, and when when I watch, you know, limited time this has happened. When I was watching Liz over, I don't even know what it was, two or three days, four days, however long we were down there, it almost seemed like you were this. And this is going to feel like hyperbole, but you're this superhero and you <laughs> see these things happening. Or if you want to keep it as far as like an athletic um, comparison, you're an NFL quarterback mm. and all this stuff is happening. You've done all these reps. It's right. like the, and this play, this is the way the receiver is going to break. If the safety cheats in, I know I can go over the top. And so in these casual settings where you're taking pictures, it's almost as if you're seeing these plays unfold. Mm-hmm. Before they're, you know, and you're like, all right, and this is going to happen, and the light's going to hit this way. Excuse me for a minute. I'm going to stand in this corner. I'm going to take two or three shots, and I'm going to come back to the conversation. Right, right, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's it's so like it's so amazing. And even, exactly, right. court vision. Mm-hmm. Exactly, like you're a point guard of capturing moments mm. in s- specific settings. Yeah, 
and along with the practice piece like to me that's music like if you're singing you do all these scales and and i'm sure you know miss velvet can talk about this most of singing is actually breathing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know like you you train your muscles in your throat to do certain things and if you're breathing right and if you're singing enough then your range increases and all that but so much of it at least what i learned was actually learning how to breathe properly mm. especially when you're performing mm-hmm. and then you get to a point where you've practiced this enough and you go to yoga and you're doing these breathing exercises that when you're singing you can get lost within just reacting right right and so there's that guttural side of it, but then I think what's amazing is that you're marrying it with this mechanical side of, all right, I'm reacting to what's happening. This is gonna be a good picture, and I, I'll do this, where I'm like, oh my God, this is great, my kids, I'm gonna take this picture, and they end up having to take 13 of them because the lighting's not right, because they're not smiling, you know, <laughs> right, because there's, right. this, there's this anticipation right. of where that athlete or where the ball's gonna go, and it's amazing that you're able to combine that into this thing that feels almost like you're reacting mm-hmm. but there's this whole analytical or almost court vision side of it yeah which is like this beautiful left right brain marriage hmm. piece yeah it, it, the, uh, so that begs the question and i don't well i mean I, I will say so what is there a way to sort of practice i mean outside of obviously taking pictures or is is there a way to as you as you said you spent two hours on a golf course with just like a you know a little swing or a little like putt shot or whatever you call it is there an analog to that in that you have come up with for yourself or learning technique or whatever it is? Um, I don't know. I mean, I I definitely think going you know kind of forcing myself when I was a production assistant to really dedicate myself to this New York in black and white project right. as like a mm-hmm. way to stay active in taking photos and making images. Right. Um, that was definitely, it was kind of, you know, it was like an assignment that I gave myself, mm-hmm. but that was really good practice for just like, you know, being walking around the world with my eyes open and being aware of what I'm seeing uh-huh. And kind of soaking in all of the different moments that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really kind of, I guess it's it's like a, a training yourself to be observant. Ah, I see. Um, ah. Which I think is, is like a really powerful element of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm sure I miss a ton of moments. Right, <laughs> but, right, right. But, but sort of trying to just, you can... You know, I'm, I'll go out on the street sometimes and, and with my camera with the intention of taking pictures mm-hmm. on the street. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of street photographers out there that sure. are very prolific and that's like what they do. That's mm-hmm. all. That's right. their only way of photographing uh-huh. is going out on the street and oftentimes like not trying to be seen, like yeah. just right. snapping right. photos of people and walking away and like not even making eye contact. Right. Um, which I find very difficult. I, th- I think that <laughs> uh, freaks me out just thinking of that. Yeah. And there's, there, you know, that's not unique to me or to you. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of photographers that don't photograph that way because, mm-hmm. you know, that that feels sort of invasive in yes. a certain way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. I sort of tend to like, sort of be on this tightrope with that like mm-hmm. I kind of w- will sometimes I will make some sort of eye contact before sure. I take the photo um, and then sometimes I might see something that is just perfect and I don't want to disturb that right. by making contact mm, right um, 
so it is like a it's kind of like a delicate balance and I you know I try not to do things that will ultimately be hurtful in any way sure. to that person of course, right. of course. Right. um you know I see things that I often think are really beautiful for some reason mm-hmm. um but I could see how they might think like this is the worst moment of my life, you know? Like, <laughs> right, right. Um, or it's an intimate moment right. that you don't necessarily want to take away from that right. Right. by documenting. Right. right. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, can, I, can I ask another question? No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> no, no, no. I said yes. Um, <laughs> how much does, um, and it's interesting because I've only ever seen you photograph uh, Miss Velvet, but how much do, does the sort of relational aspect tie into your photos? And so you were talking about, you know, shooting deer tech. How much do you feel or try to connect on some sort of level with subjects in order to achieve what you want, you know, image wise? Or is that something you feel that you don't have to do, that you're able to capture the moments either way? Um, I think it depends. I, I, first of all, I'm somewhat, I get somewhat like socially uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> which I really yeah which I, I you know I think that's kind of normal for a lot of people I'm I am like a pretty outgoing person but I'm also yeah. like kind of like socially uncomfortable sometimes um, okay. which is also a, a combination that I think is pretty pretty normal um, yeah but <laughs> yeah a lot of hands, <laughs> hands just went up here no um, one saw that <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know I mean like you know, f- taking photographs is a very solitary thing. Um, right. So I do think for a lot of photographers that there is, you know, kind of like this, the camera is like your shield in a certain mm. way. Um, mm. Or it's like that prop that kind of brings your comfort level up in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely think that that's, that occurs for me sometimes. Um, that it's, it's a helpful tool, not only for making images, but also for, it's sort of like gives me like this magical power kind of thing, you yeah, know, like yeah, in, yeah. in breaking down that, w- those walls for me. Um, right. and yeah, I don't, I, you know, I think with m- photographing music, I think is one of the more fun, um, experiences because when you're taking pictures of, of music or musicians or kind of that, that whole world, you know behind the scenes of it and whatever um you're kind of invited into that music and into that vibe and like especially when it's photographing music while they're playing um a lot of your photos are kind of driven by the music and by the beats and things like that which i which i love i i find that um kind of you know connection really you know, is, is exciting and it's fun in that environment to be kind of photographing alongside the music. Right. Um, yeah. You're kind of following those beats and, you know, kind of anticipating what the next movements are going to be and things like that. Right. Mm. Right. Mm. And that's the court vision thing. Right. We were just talking about. Yeah. Very, very cool. Huh. So if... So, I mean, I, I know you play music a little bit. So, I mean, is that the connection? I mean, it's I mean, there is a convenience that not a convenience. I don't want to say it like that, but there's there's kind of a convenience that uh, Miss Velvet's your cousin. And then you're you also like music. And so 
you're f- photographing your cousin. Is that what led you to other musical photography or was that something that you already wanted to do? Is that something that's like a focus for you? Yeah, I mean, the the music photography stuff kind of started earlier with Deer Tick. Kind okay, of before right, I, right. Before I ever photographed with Miss um, Velvet. Oh, okay. Um, I was doing that when I was living in Rhode Island. They're, they're like a Rhode Island-based yeah, band. Uh-huh. Um, and so I went, uh, a former boss of mine was doing this little documentary project with them mm-hmm. um, and asked if I wanted to come shoot. And I was like, yeah, right, this is right, great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were recording a new album and they were doing this little documentary project about the band. And um, so that was kind of like my first real introduction into that world sure. of like, you know, photographing music and musicians and kind of being in that sort of environment where you're really documenting that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think also like being, you know, working in film for so long and kind of, I've done a number of different jobs in film and, but I think when I was working in the assistant director department, um, a lot of that is kind of just watching and observing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. kind of knowing what to say next Mm -hmm. or, Mm. um, yeah, but mo- you're you're not really when you're in in the AD department, you're not really like, you know, like you're not operating a camera. Sure, right. You're kind of there to manage people. Right. And right. to make sure every, you know, everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing right. to make the shot happen. Right. So you're really kind of just observing. Mm-hmm. Like you're not really allowed to touch anything. Mm-hmm. Um you're not allowed to move anything. Yeah. Um so you're you're kind of there just observing. So that I think has been really good training in a sense oh, of kind of I see, yeah. You know, really trying to pay attention and uh, and be more observant. Right. And also the an- anticipating you have to anticipate a lot of things because you're sure. managing people, you're managing a lot of personalities especially in our uh, yeah. business. So you also have to be a really good read of people and personalities and situations which is which is very interesting i never i never thought of that aspect but this whole like i'm i'm being drawn into this whole thing that uh that i i'm getting from you which is like that observation it's almost like a zen thing it's almost Mm -hmm. like Mm. you know this whole thing is reminding me of like the the sunday uh, afternoon kung fu movies that you i used to watch where the person goes to the master and the master's like you have to perform this move this many times and, and you know the right. students right. always like oh come on you know what I mean I can already right. chop that wood with the but he's like no right. with this one finger you have to do this and then finally they get it you know what I mean and so I feel yeah. like you you've gone through all that but you were like a willing student you weren't like you like saw already why you were doing this stuff instead oh, yeah. of like Daniel San and like you know complaining the whole time why am I wax oning wax offing like you got right. it and then you yeah. like okay so this is really helping me develop that eye because they we throw that word around like oh that person has a good eye but it's like when you it, what's what's wonderful about it is like I feel like all of us as human beings like our mirror neurons just like fire when we see something that is arresting to us and Mm -hmm. as a photographer um i feel like your your mirror neurons are really highly tuned so you see that shot and we respond to what you've taken but like there's no way that shot would have happened without somebody that's attenuated in the way you are which is really Mm. it's really uh 
I mean, I think it, I, I guess it applies to anything you endeavor to do, right? Any sort of, especially artistic process where the inspiration comes. Um, ins- I, I don't, I mean, inspiration is some like sort of, sort of, uh, you know, I'm not the woo woo guy on this, on this set, but like, there's like this. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> but, Who is the woo woo guy on this set? But us, go on. I know, I know. But um, there, there's something, there's something about like the, whatever is connecting us sort of universally that we all understand sort of the same stuff regardless of language culture or whatever Mm -hmm. we all sort of respond to the same sort of stories and then the artist is the person who is really uh, attuned to those things and can encapsulate it in her way whether it's through photography or whether it's through a line of lyric or whether it's whatever that person is doing and so I feel like every time we have this conversation where we come to the realization that it's like there's there's something special about us artists, which is we're the ones who tell the stories of humanity. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like we yep. the reason why we know what ancient Greek culture or ancient Zulu culture was about was because the artists and the artisans like drew it on a pot do you know what I mean or they wrote a right. song about right. it and they and they encaptured that perfect moment in however they've done it because they've spent their lives observing and you've chosen yeah. photography and painting which is pretty uh, which is to me is like one of those like Jedi things like I'm like whoa you know she can take a picture wow you know she knows where <laughs> right. to get the camera it's pretty cool yeah I think it's uh, I've heard this a lot as kind of being described that a lot of creative people are sort of sociologists to mm. a degree because mm-hmm. it's you yeah. really are you're kind of observing the world and observing people in the world and behaviors and you know culture as it exists currently and you're kind of transcribing that in a way to sort of kind of make this permanent representation of a certain element of that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's i think it's pretty rare you're going to capture everything that you're talking about but ultimately there will be something there that kind of you know it encapsulates a certain part of a moment right of that time or that period or you know just that day or whatever you right, know right um i think it's interesting what you're saying if you, you look back at kind of you know, a, a drawing on a pot or yeah. something like mm-hmm. that. You know, it might have just been a doodle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. True. You know. Right. True. Right. <laughs> True. They might have just been bored that yeah. day. Yeah. And now it's in the Museum of Natural yeah. History. It's <laughs> <laughs> like documentation. Yep. Yeah. This dude is bored picking buckwheat and is like, ah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to trace this out. Yeah. There's something, there's something really interesting about what you, I was going to ask you about this too, about like storytelling and what you, and how you feel that comes into uh, the different mediums that you work in. And it's, it's really interesting. Uh, it's almost like you take, uh, and you can feel free to push back or, you know, clarify, but um, an album mentality over like uh, a song mentality. So, for instance, you know, whenever, and people don't know this, but whenever we log on to do these things, because Otto and I have been in the same room now, I think, for like three years. Right. <laughs> I've been in that room without you. Yes. But <laughs> we haven't been in the same True. room for like three years almost. Um, so whenever I log on, and it's like we're setting up, 
like Otto, if the guest is there, is always listening to music or whatever. So it's always I always make a little mental note of what he's listening to. Mm. And today when I logged on, you guys were listening to I think you were listening to Kid A. Yep. Was it Kid A? Yep. And I was like, oh, yeah, Sundays with Radiohead. Mm. And so, <laughs> you know, that's just, I was like, oh, this is a really good Sunday album, yeah. you know. And and so I'm thinking Radiohead's one of those bands where it's like they weren't trying to tell a story in a single song. Mm. They could, but they didn't always try to. And as they evolved, they moved away from that. And it was the idea of this collection of songs that was painting a picture and telling a story mm. that could be widely interpreted. And it feels like there's some of that within some of the pictures that you that, that you take or some of the photographs or some of the images that you create because they are they at least the stuff that I've seen even take the picture of, of that you took of Otto that could mean a variety of things but it is not the meaning of it is not definitive within that one image oh, so I'm sure yeah. you took several images that day I did and if yeah. you and if there's if a lot of them to, yeah <laughs> You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> there are a lot. Uh, but, yeah. you know, if you were to take all those images and lay them out on a table or lay them out in a bed, they would definitely tell a story of that day or almost of, like, the interaction or what you were seeing in that moment. Mm. But within an isolated photo, there's a story there, but that story can go in a bunch of different directions, mm. almost like a choose-your-own-adventure book. Yeah, mm. and it might be I might have, you know, my own interpretation of that story, but right. that doesn't necessarily mean that it is the story of the image. Yeah. Right. And that, what you're describing, that is the secret to a great song. Right. The artist is capturing something. They see something, you know, um, and, and they're like, this is what this means to me. And then, it be, and then it goes out in the world and it becomes something way bigger to way many, to like larger groups of people. Mm. Like this song's about peace or mm -hmm. this song's about struggle. Or, this song's about angst. And the artist, similar to this doodle thing that we're talking about, could have been like, oh, this song is about me trying to parallel park. <laughs> 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 but it, it is universal enough. And I think like that, that to me, at least from songwriting, that's always seemed to be the thing that I'm always trying to chase, like how do you put enough of yourself into something but leave room for other people to have their own interpretation? Right. right. You know, I think that uh, that's a fantastic way to put it because when, I'm, when I've perused through your Instagram feed, right, I'll, I'll see, like, I'll, you know, you're flipping through Instagram and then Liz Fisher's thing pops up, right, because you follow right, her. Right, And it's like there's one image. And then it's very rare that I just look at the one image, right? Because the one image like does something and then I go, okay, now where was she? And so then you go to her feed and you see what's been going through. And so like right. each story, each, each, uh, each picture for me sort of builds on to the next one. Do you know what I mean? Especially right. when you're doing series right. where it's, it's, as you said, it's like this one moment is just a part of the story and whatever story you come up with, but there's just it's just a way to show there's a there's a mood that's being created and right and, and a sort of open point of view. There's definitely a point of view like if you're going to like a, a woman's uh, 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 march rally or something like that, you're going to see a certain number of signs and certain way, uh, emotion there or general emotion. But right. There's always like sort of a. Um, a, an ethereal story I feel at least my reaction to your art where I'm just like oh I can it's not satisfying the one picture is awesome but then you want you just want to keep seeing where she was going and you can almost follow Liz through the protest through, through the march in 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 this right. uh, 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 
example. Do you know what I mean? You can almost see, right, oh, she was right. on 66th Street, and maybe she saw that over there. Or at least you're, you're, I'm imagining roving with your eye, which mm. is kind of cool, you know? Right. Yeah. Huh. See, now this is the worst thing in the world, and I totally blame this on me. Yeah. But I know that our guest has a hard out today. Oh, I have the hard out. Oh, you have the hard yeah. out? Yeah. I'd stay all night and yeah. just chat with you. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can shop it up. I'll call you on Skype later yeah. and we'll continue this discussion. No, but I understand now. You, you have the hard I out. Got the hard and out. so we're coming up on that time. Oh, okay. Which means mm-hmm. one of two things. Mm-hmm. One, and we say this to everybody. It's rare that we say to people, don't come yeah. back. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, we need a little more Fisher. That, oh, a, yeah. a lot more. Damn. Abs- a lot more. Mm. And so I'm just going to start off by apologizing because I, I got here a little late. There's Whatever. Like yeah. And, and yeah. Kids, kids, kids. I didn't realize the conversation It's always the kids. I know. We were talking about this. Yes, we were. <laughs> no, it is. Kids it is. It's, it's the most up. convenient excuse in the world. <laughs> it's amazing. Because no one's going to be like, oh, they're one in five? Fuck those yeah. guys. You should have been here. No one's going to ever say that to <laughs> exactly. you. Exactly. Exactly. They're never going to say it. They're going to be like, oh, either, they're gonna, either they have kids and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I 100% get it. Or they don't ever want kids and they're like, oh, yeah, cool. That's fine. Cool. You deal with that Dude. for the rest of Do us. You. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we – I don't know how we do this. Well, I do know how we do this. Otto calls you and says, hey, come back. Yeah. Right. So We have yeah. a lot more to talk about. I think so. Well, I mean, we quickly, is there any... the surface. Right, right. Yeah, is there, is there anything coming up for you that you want to sort of, like, talk about or anything? Like, because that's what my next question was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then we can mm-hmm. bring you back like on if there is. Um, mm-hmm. Well, as you know, I've been working a lot on, you know, following the protests and things mm-hmm. like that. Um <laughs> So right now I'm I'm sort of and since kind of uh, the actual inauguration there had been many protests from the day of the election right. through to the inauguration. Sure. Um, and so I've been working on that kind of body of work mm-hmm. and sort of putting that together mm-hmm. as like an album mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. because I think mm-hmm. it it's not just a song it's an album right you know right um so putting that all together in in a certain way so that's kind of where I'm at with that Fantastic. project yeah um there are still protests happening but not as not as frequently and the energy in those protests certainly changed mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what happens with everything right. going on in the climate now right um but yeah um kind of hoping to find at least a you know a, a marker for mm-hmm. this project and mm-hmm. and put it all together in some way because you've you've got how many you've you started when with this particular one was it the first women's march no i started at the protest um the day after the election. Uh huh. Okay. Yes. And I for like the Muslim the, ban. Oh no! no after, it was yes. after the yeah, election, right. and people mm-hmm. were marching from Union Square yes. to Trump Tower. Got it. And I got detained at. I remember uh, that. Thirty sixth and fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure um, we got that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we should talk about that. Yeah. 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 She. She got. Well, we're not going to talk about that. We oh, can yeah. talk about it now. Yeah. I, I was. So I'll, I'll, I was detained. Um, at that march, that was like one of the first real protests I'd been to right. surrounding the election. Um, and it was the day after, it was November 9th, so it was the day after he was elected. And, you know, obviously the night of the election, there was a massive demonstration in the streets, and then right. 
those demonstrations continued for, you know, at least probably two weeks. Every night there was a demonstration. Um, I went to the one November 9th, and I was detained within 15 minutes of being there. I was walking up to try and meet up with other people that were already there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were the police at that time were clearing the street, um, and there wasn't really anywhere to go. Um, so right. I, mo- I did move over to the crosswalk, which was about as far as I could get. And then I was just kind of like swept up in the moment and looking around and like videotaping what was going on on my cell phone. Mm -hmm. And the cops were making an announcement and this one guy comes walking towards me while he's making an announcement. And then all of a sudden, just before he even finishes the announcement to clear the road, just grabbed my arm and Mm -hmm. was like, that's it. Yeah. You're coming with me. It's on video. I mean, yeah. And it's, well, I mean, you're kind of intimidating. (laughs) (laughs) She's the problem right there. That's the problem. Yeah. It wasn't the march. It was just you. It was me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty amazing. But yeah, he uh, detained me and 64, 64 other people were detained that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were held without being officially booked um, for six hours, during which time we all talked mm-hmm. for a long, right. a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the women that was in the cell with me uh, is this woman, Elsa Waith, who I've remained in touch with. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an activist and a, a stand-up comedian, and um, she's been you know, unjustly arrested many times. Mm-hmm. And um, So, yeah, we talked about it, and this was the first time I'd ever been detained. It doesn't officially count as an arrest. Right. Just I was detained. Yeah. Um, but... So I was a little nervous about it and uncomfortable in in that experience. Um, And also, like, quite honestly, I was nervous about being arrested right when Donald Trump has now been elected and not not really knowing what was happening with the government right Mm now. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Right. And um, but yeah, she was she was talking to me about it because I was a little bit uncomfortable and nervous. And she was like, you know this is your first arrest, you know, you're, you're either, this is like from, I think it's from the Martin Luther King, um, journals or the letter from jail. Um, but she said, you know, you, when you get arrested for the first time during, you know, political activism like this, you either get radicalized or you go home. Uh, And that had a really huge impact on me and kind of how I ultimately you know, processed this and digested this experience. And it really kind of, it had the radicalizing element to it for me of of really encouraging me to continue to go out and put my lens on these events and capture what was going on because it kind of was a signal to me that this is really valuable. And it Mm -hmm. is like a really, this what's been going on politically and in America uh, in society in general is like a, right. kind of a really weird moment of history and mm-hmm. it was really important to document this and mm. to, to yeah. you know go out and be kind of fearless in that so yeah so that's that's kind that, of what kicked me off to continue doing this right Ulti- that's powerful yeah. yeah I mean originally that night it just felt very like cathartic mm-hmm. to go out with my camera and be at this march and I was like walking down the street and like crying and mm-hmm. like it was very emotional being there with mm-hmm. like thousands of other people marching in the street mm-hmm. and 
Right. Um, yeah, and it was it felt very good to be there, and it was very cathartic to be taking pictures out there. Um, right. And then ultimately, it, it felt it was a much bigger thing than just right. that, and it felt very important to continue right. that. That's amazing. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I love that get radicalized or go home. And you definitely did not go home because yeah. there's thousands of pictures out there. So you kept marching, mm. which is like yeah. exactly obviously what we need. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yes. putting a lens on that moment and, and, and being able to have, again, artists to be able to contextualize what we're going through. Um, and so yeah. that was one of the reasons why I was dying to get Liz. I mean, we, we've got schedules and all that kind of stuff, but like right. just for just for that openers is um, is just a little bit of what you get when you have Liz in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I need more Liz in my yeah. life. That's, that's what I'm realizing. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit. Wow. I um yeah, I'm, I'm having a moment, but uh, and it's a, it's good. Seriously. Uh, and, and one other thing, too. Yeah, cause two a, other things. A lot of people, you know, were asking me about, like, oh, my God, what, it, what was it like being arrested and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, what'd you do? And, like, frankly, you know, like, I, you know, was very calm and kind of just did, you know, what they told me to do. Mm-hmm. And. Some of the cops were asking me, like, what, why were you doing this? Like, why were you out here? Like, you know, yeah. come on. Yeah. Are you, you're, you look like a nice girl. Like, oh, you know, fuck. all that shit. Right. Yeah. And a part of me, like, you know, I hadn't really I'd been to certain protests before, but I had not been, like, as invested. Sure. And, um, yeah, and it was interesting, though, like, being arrested and feeling like, you know, I was glad that, kind of I was one of the people that got arrested yeah and that a uh, voice that would be typically like you know more aggressively arrested sure wasn't sure. right yeah. and was right. able to continue marching right um right so that had an impact on me too just kind of like you know yeah and in a difficult perhaps question but just uh in that vein did you feel I mean, obviously, your rights have been taken away from you and you're you're suddenly not safe. Do you know what I mean? Because you don't know what's going to happen. But did you were you confident that you would be OK or did you worry? Were you worried that like, oh, I might have met the wrong cop at this point? Do you know what I mean? Um, I was nervous, but mm-hmm. I did feel fairly confident sure. that I was going to be OK. Sure just in how they were kind of just handling me in general. Mm, 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 um, right. And I immediately, because of like all the political, politicized, you know, arrests that have been happening, mm-hmm. um, you know, was kind of grateful that they did grab me instead sure. of, you know, and wasted their time arresting me for Got something it. that was, you know, ultimately thrown out in court. Right, right. Versus, you know, arresting somebody that, you know, maybe would have, had a much more difficult time being Absolutely. arrested mm-hmm. and you know that maybe hopefully somebody else right. got to continue right. marching and and right. putting a very important voice out yeah. you know out there that's what allies do ladies and gentlemen that's what fucking oh. allies do that is how you do it shit i'm gonna say that's it one more time adults do that's what allies do and adults god damn it yeah i mean it de- definitely was not uh an unconscious thing to me that sure if i had been you know a brown person mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else that would have been maybe 
more fearful or resisted in some way or done some action in some way that would have caused the police officer to believe that I was re- resisting sure. in some way mm-hmm. um, it could have had a much mm-hmm. worse outcome, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so mm-hmm. that I, I kind of made me want to just be very calm about it and yeah. be like, this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and, and not yeah. really, and like allow me to be part of the quota of people that they locked up that night for right. no reason. Well, I so. appreciate you uh, seriously very much for your voice and your confidence and your uh, your your desire and passion to um, again put a lens to the fucked up shit that is going on right now. Um, and I will always value you for that. That that's why you're here, and that's why I've, I've admired you. And we've been friends. We don't hang out a lot, but like you know, you're one of those people in my mind that I'm like, Liz, that 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 woman is just dope. So. I'm so glad to have you on because like that just, <sighs> that makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am truly honored. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, I, and, I mean, I think we started talking about this in Austin too. So I'm glad. Yeah. We we've been talking about this in Austin to get Liz on. Yeah. And so that's like two yeah. years. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad it's finally happened. So that's, that's yeah, all I, I got, bro. What about you? Oh, you were about to say I, something. Well, I, I felt like I cut Liz off. Did oh. you? Did you want to add something to the end of that? No, I mean, you know, I think it's it's amazing to have connections with people mm. um, that are are very strong and that they they are not reliant upon what you're saying. Like we don't hang out all the time, right? But every right. time we right. see each other, it's yeah. like we just pick up yeah. right where we left off. Yeah. And I think those yep. sometimes are the most valuable mm-hmm. types of, of connections. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. 100% agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's. Uh, you see me? I'm dropping the mic right now. I'm not really dropping the mic. Drop. It, would yep. make, it would make a lot of noise. Liz <laughs> <laughs> just dropped the mic. <laughs> Twice. <guessed> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you, sir, in the black shirt, who are you? I'm Atu, and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is Radio Zamunda, the. Dope. Shit. Shit. Yeah, Liz! Yeah! <laughs> All right. And who, who have we been lucky enough to spend time with today? The amazing Liz Fisher, my friend. Boom. Yes. There it is. Thank you, Liz. Thank, Thank you. you. To All be right. continued. Hell to yeah, be, you're coming in. Absolutely. She brought a, a like a damn knapsack. I, I thought she was, was staying over. Yeah. The whole night. I was like, I got an extra room. Yeah. Sleep over, bro. Like, like come <laughs> on, girl. <laughs> extra clothes, some juice. Yeah. A she, canteen. I love. She's not playing. I love, I love how she's like, I've heard your earlier episodes, and they seem to run a little bit long, so I'm just going to bring a change of clothes. <laughs> some food. And some snacks. Yep. <laughs> just in case. That's awesome. Awesome. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. That's it. All right, my dude. All right. Uh, until next time. Yeah. Peace. All right. Peace. Right.
secretly, whenever you are bringing a guest on, I just get excited. I don't know if you notice that. Like, I I get excited if I know I'm going to bring someone on who's going to flip you out because that's fun. Right, right, right. But I get more excited because partially it's like, you know, you have this, like, you know people. Like, we all know people. But you know these people. Whenever you bring someone on, they're they're always interesting. Mm. They're always interesting to me. Mm. and And it's rare that I would have connected with that person outside of you. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd say the same for you too. You know, uh, yeah. except for, except for Kevin, who I'd met prior yes. to meeting you. Right, right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. So, but yeah, we, yeah. I mean, like, like, like Liz is one of those people that I, um, I just, it's like, it's, it's almost without sounding creepy. It was almost like love at first sight. As soon as I saw her on set, I was like, yo, that chick's cool. Like, I don't yeah. know her story or whatever. Yes. And we just like, we just got to talking and it was like, oh, you do that. Oh, and you do that. Oh, and you do that. And yes. You do yeah. That. Wow. And so um, she's a, she's a person that I've just over the I don't know, maybe it's been three, four five years that I just grow to admire um, her voice and her artistic eye and yeah. her, her 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 just who she is. You know what I mean? It's a, it's always a it's always a treat to go to to see Miss Velvet in the Blue Wolf. And then if Liz is there taking pictures, like I get to rap with her right, right. before uh, and then watch her shoot Miss Velvet and the Blue right. Wolf and then like see the pictures later. You know what I mean? I feel like it's it's um, what is that? You know, it's my it's my it's my living that uh, who is the. Uh, the uh, famous, I think, uh, rock writer that they did the movie with. Oh, oh Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe, right? I, that it's. I feel like that. Like I feel. You're like, almost oh, famous. Yeah, almost famous. Hanging out with the 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 photographer who's taking pictures of all these cool yeah. rock stars, and then yeah. I'm like meeting. You know, I know Miss Velvet now, and uh, and there's George Clinton, and like I just sort of happen to be in the mix, just friends with these people, and right. look at this great stuff, and so. And Liz is somebody, you know, I think it's a term that you use where it's like you're just sort of scratching the surface with her. Yes. Like, like she yep. needs to come back a few more times because she's got even more to say and talk about. Uh, but she's, she's, yeah, Liz is, uh, she's another beast. <laughs> you know, she is. Just, just we're surrounded beast. by beasts. Yeah. We're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in the, we're in the wild here. It, it's a lovely thing. Yeah. yeah. She also has this, uh, this raw, honesty about mm. her mm-hmm. which i feel contributes to her ability to create her art in the way that oh, she does yeah you know yeah. even even just engaging with her like you know you'll talk to people and you know maybe on the music side everyone's always trying to seem like they have a lot of shit going on right because if you have a lot of shit going on then then you're popular and you're doing right. well right you know and i'm sure acting wise and i've seen this with you with other people yeah, like yeah. other actors that you know will come up to you and then it's like they, there's pissing contest yeah, shit you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly because they want to be like oh well I have this going on too yeah, yeah, yeah. and with her it's it doesn't ever feel that way yeah and more importantly it always feels like oh man is our uh, women are we done talking I, right. I want I want yeah. it could I want to continue with that stream right right and, and that and that sort of uh, I mean I guess it's just that like complete uh uh act of being genuine in mm-hmm. all of her interactions mm-hmm. yeah. that's what i get from her photographs yeah yeah yes yeah yeah it's it's she yeah it's like you're you're seeing her she oh god i just lost the train of thought like, like her it, perspective like, the way she's seeing the world the way but, she sees the world yeah 
but also through her lens and her personality. Right. Like, you know, you know, when people say like, oh, I see you in this, mm-hmm. you know, or I hear you in this. Like, right. You know, you posted something on Facebook the other day. You're playing guitar, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's totally auto." Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't even just like me watching you playing the video, but if, if mm-hmm. I, you know, if I'm, I looked away and I was doing something else, that's your playing. Like right. I hear your conversation. Yeah. In in your playing, it's the same thing with her and her photography. Yeah, and I think because of her, she has a, you know, we're we're talking about you, Liz. Uh, right. You know, there's a there's a there's a sort of humble sort of uh, yes. my experience of her quiet. Yes, quietness of her. Yep, which yep. is totally not obtrusive, mm-hmm. and also, but not weird. Do you know what I mean? No. She's not like a, a a a wallflower. So, like, I get like how she can get those pictures because she she probably could walk up to somebody and just stick a camera in their face and start taking pictures. And and that person, well, I mean, she did it with me. You know, I, yeah. I did a little photo shoot with her. Yep, you, you just feel completely. Um, able to be who are whoever you are in front of her, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because of her sort of unassumingness, and then she captures you in the way that you just described, where it's like that's how Liz sees you, and right. something just she's she's able to not only just encapsulate the the action of the moment, but like the person, the 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 the, the light in that person's eye and what yep. they're doing, and so. Man. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that to the next level. So yeah. you're interacting with her. Mm-hmm. She's being genuine, right. and as a re- result, you feel comfortable enough to be genuine with her. Right. Ah, uh, yeah. And she's capturing you mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. And so this now is, this is really gonna make her blush. Yeah. But I felt. I mean, she, you know, she took a picture of the two of us down in Austin. Yeah. All oh, right. And, yeah. And I felt like she did this amazing job in like two seconds of capturing our like personalities and our interactions together. Mm-hmm. And she and this is the part that's going to seem really overly complimentary. Mm-hmm. But she captures, I think, people the in the best way possible because mm-hmm. she captures the best version of you. Right. And if someone's being genuine with you, you're going to be mm-hmm. genuine back, and yeah. you're going to have this great interaction. And that image is the thing that she captures. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because you're comfortable, you're relaxed, you're honest, you're mm-hmm. you're yourself, and so you know some people look at pictures like, oh, I look cool, or oh, I look stupid. Yeah, and I look at the pictures that she takes of people I'm like that must be who they actually are. Yeah, because that's how I felt. Yeah, when I looked at a picture that she took of me, and I hate taking photos. I can imagine knowing you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah. I've seen you, I've seen and you. I get it. <laughs> but no, yeah. but uh, I yeah. mean, like the picture I she did. took of the two of us, like I love that photograph. Yeah. That's the one like, we use like, for Radio Zamunda. The, the, yeah, it, the, there's a on our website on right, right, yeah, right. On, yeah, uh, it's oh, amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Liz have Fisher. we embarrassed? Have we embarrassed her enough? Yeah, or? she. Oh, you know, well, I'm sure she <laughs> stopped listening at this point if she <laughs> even did. So yeah, we love you, Liz. You're the best. Yes, fantastic. Yeah, man. Uh, that's all I got. That's what I got too, brother. All right. Well, then, who are you? I'm Otto, and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is Radio Zamunda. The dope shit. See, I okay. I didn't trip on that one. I did. I did. I was listening. I was watching your footwork. Yeah, very good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Peace.
fish are jumping and the cotton is high. 